my allergies are flaring up, so I'm rubbing my nares. The nares? nares. You're rubbing your what? Nares. Yeah, I'm just rubbing around my nostrils. Why do you say nares? You never heard them called nares? Nostrils? Yeah. No. Nares. Did I make that up? That's a thing, right? No. Welcome to Slasher. I hardly know her. It's a big week, guys. I can't. I, I can't express to you exactly what a big week this is. Of course, I'm joined by a very special guest this week. I'm joined by my brother, Micah Slasher. Hi, guys. Good to be here on Slasher. I hardly know her with my fellow Slasher brother. He was timid to go to the mic there, Mr. Alex. Uh, the you know what else I'm timid about? What? The seat I'm sitting in. It's a very comfortable I feel like it's chair. making like squeaky sounds. Is that going to be on the show? Me moving every time I move is going to be like a guy in cheap leather pants. Like every time you move, just in general in life, it's like a guy moving. In every time I, I move, somebody's going to be like, did, that, did Axel Rose just walk by? It is a special week, folks, and the reason I'm able to uh, comment on the comfort of his chair is because if after 21 episodes, almost a year of doing the show, this is the very first time that I have recorded this podcast. We have recorded this podcast in the exact same room. I am staring dead into the eyes of Micah. I don't like the way you're looking at me. Well, well, that's <laughs> dead eye stares often come off poorly. I think. I think they get a bad rap. But, I don't like you know. how your bottom uh, eyelid kind of twitches when you look when you look in my uh, my bathing suit area. <laughs> I can't see your bathing suit area. It's, it's really my laptop. Really but that does remind me I need to move my laptop. And you know what's cool about doing it right here next to you is I didn't realize how much you have the Jimmy legs. <laughs> just just Jimmy legs. You got Sower's foot just. Just rocking the whole time. I do. Uh, with your I hand do between have a your legs. Jimmy leg. I'll cross my legs up here. I'll put a. I'll like literally put it on the desk a lot. <laughs> uh, and I've, I've I've turned usually in the slasher. I hardly know our studios. Uh, although I guess we've let something out. We always pretend we're in a studio together. Although we also talk about being states apart. But yeah. Whatever the case, I usually have this facing out into a beautiful backyard. And uh, I watch the squirrels while I, while I do the podcast. And I turned my desk around so that I can see you. It's and beautiful. I, it's a beautiful thing. And I didn't bother to face you. You didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> you, you were facing the other I direction. I just sat down where the chair was. And I was like, well, it's here. So it must belong here. So I'll just sit in face. it. Uh, well, this week we did. Uh, it was my pick for a movie, which I think you're going to. Although, you know. Usually, when I pick a movie, I'll either already have uh, an inkling as to whether Mike is going to love it or whether Mike is going to hate it. And sometimes I'm wrong. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, we did uh, the video Dead, which I did not particularly enjoy. I thought it was a movie people should see, but I didn't particularly enjoy it. But Micah bitched at me all week about the movie, had seen five minutes of it, hated it. And uh, kept giving me crap about it. Then he watched it, and in the end, gave it one of the highest ratings he's given any movie. Uh, so that was a surprise to me. Unfortunately, this week I watched the movie with Micah, so I have uh, some pretty. I'm pretty confident in uh, my my prediction of what your feelings are this week. But we watched Sleepaway Camp Two. Unhappy Campers. It's uh, it's obviously a, a, the sequel. 
the sleepaway camp, which we did as our very first episode. Back before I even had a mic, I recorded the whole thing on an iPhone. And uh, it's one of my favorite movies. I mean, Sleepaway Camp's, without a, a doubt, one of my favorite slasher movies from the 80s. Like, I love that movie. Sleepaway Camp 2, this is a different beast. Do you want to expand on that one, Micah? I mean, what can you say about Sleepaway Camp 2? It's It's got a lot of boobs. I'll give it that. There are plenty of boobs. There's a lot of boobs. There are... Most of the boobs come from one actress, though. Yeah. She shows her boobs a lot. There are other boobs. There are other boobs. Mostly it's the one actress. Uh, She's got her shirt off in, in I don't know, about an eighth of the movie. Yeah. Maybe less. I think that's that's fair. It is only 80 minutes long. Uh, Thank God. But, uh, you know, I I was excited about uh, going back to the universe of Sleepaway Camp. I was definitely disappointed to see a different actress in the role of Angela. I don't know why they made that choice exactly, but who did we get instead? A Bruce Springsteen's sister, Pamela Springsteen? Yeah, Pam Springsteen, who you'd never heard of until this movie, I'm assuming. Uh, but, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say she's trading on the family name, but when you see Springsteen as your last name you look up that actress immediately right which you do and then you're like oh it's bruce springsteen's little sister but uh not the only uh star sibling in this movie because our you know i guess i I won't say our final girl but i'll say the hero of the movie uh in, in in this particular one is indeed another sibling star sibling and I can't remember her name. I mean, her last name is Estevez. Uh, we'll probably look that up here in a second. But uh, she is obviously the sister of Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. I believe that makes her the daughter of Martin Sheen. And uh, that also kind of plays into the movie names of the characters. And I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. Uh, I know there's Renee Estevez. Renee Estevez? Renee. Who does she play? Molly Nagel. Molly. That's right. Uh, all the characters in this movie, by the way, their first names are a reference to somebody from popular 80s movies. Most of them from the Brat Pack. But, you know, like Tom Cruise wasn't in the Brat Pack. And there's a TC. And John Hughes is in there uh, as Uncle John. But it's... I wonder why they decided to do that. Why do the nod to all those actors who were, you know, in the 80s, like the Brat Pack and the other actors that were working in that time, young actors? My money says it started with that joke because I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that that might be, you know, a thing that existed until, you know, one of the camp, one of the counselors is talking to somebody else and says, uh, well, Emilio and Charlie haven't showed up yet. And I was like, Emilio and Charlie? Because I already knew, I'd already looked up that Estevez was uh, Emilio and Charlie's sister. So I think they placed that joke in there. And then it was like, what if we do that with all the characters? Maybe. I, and I didn't know if that was supposed to be like a statement on something, if they were trying to make a statement or if it was just like, wouldn't this, it be cute if we... You think this movie was trying to make statements? <laughs> Uh, the statement being, yeah, um, don't upset Angela. And Angela is very strict in what she thinks is okay. If her job as that uh, actress in that role was to make us dislike her and wish she wasn't around, then she totally succeeded because I was angry at Angela. You know, by about five, ten minutes in, I'm like, fuck you, Angela. All you do is ruin everybody's good time. 
kids are trying to have fun, party, smoke a little weed, drink, and all Angela does is come in and be like, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm going to tell Uncle John that you had a shirt off while you slept. A good girl should sleep with her clothes on or wear a nightgown. And like, Jesus. You know, none of what you're saying is an exaggeration. I mean, she said all, almost said all those exact lines. But what are you saying? She's somehow different than every slasher killer period? Well, she's basically Jason, except Jason doesn't talk. Maybe that was the thing I He's hated trying to most ruin everybody's about her, fun. she talked too much. Jason just comes in and kills you. You don't know really why. I mean, you figure it out later. Okay, he was only killing people who fucked her. So really, you, you don't like Angela because she's too much up front about what you're doing wrong. If you had followed her rules, you wouldn't end up dead. Jason's not a nag. Uh, Michael Myers doesn't nag or complain. He just comes in and he kills you. It's unexpected. She is like, you're not doing things the way I like them done. Uh, you, you know, guys, she kills you. We just this week got our website. And uh, so you should you should stop by getslash.com. Uh, on getslash.com, I have a bunch of, you know, BS like reviews of our, uh, not any real reviews that are of our podcast, but just, you know, BS reviews that I've made up and stuck on there. I'm now going to stick. Jason isn't a nag <laughs> up there. Like that's that's really why he he goes to the top of the pack. Jason's not much of a nag. Angela is a nag. So uh, this movie is it doesn't exactly pick up where Sleepaway Two uh, or Sleepaway One Sleepaway Camp left off. It picks up years later. Angela is an adult woman now, as if you'll remember from Sleepaway Camp One. Spoiler alert, in the end, we find out Angela's not a girl. She's actually a boy. And uh, so in this imagining of the scenarios, Angela ha was arrested for all the murders. She was taken to some kind of mental health hospital where they, quote unquote, fixed her. And I say, quote unquote, because she actually says that I'm fixed now. Um, and then she also got a sex change operation that one of the characters said described as that our parents paid for i guess their tax dollars uh maybe the sex change is what she was referring to when she says i'm fixed now well she was saying you know she was well, well, well you know how you that, say it about a dog uh, like well you got to get this dog fixed uh, uh. they mean neutered so she got you, neutered. I, okay um but she is she's a woman now and she has become a camp counselor at um camp rolling hills which also uh, Mike and I are both wearing Camp Rolling Hills shirts that I made for his visit. It <laughs> said it said uh, pre-shrunk cotton on the uh, on on the label when I bought it, and then I washed them and, and made the shirts. And I can tell you, they weren't fully pre-shrunk. Maybe that's a thing I should have looked for. One hundred percent pre-shrunk. Like those dudes who try to wear tight shirts to show off their muscles right now. <laughs> Mike and I both look like we're wearing like leotards. powder blue when they say Camp Rolling uh, Hills. But he's stuck with it, and he wants to take the shirt off so bad. It's not comfortable. <laughs> it's too tiny. He's bitched about it all day long. I've literally uh, thought about changing this shirt, and I'm like, you know what? I should at least wear it for the show, which doesn't even have video, just, just for solidarity's sake. <laughs> and I'm wearing it, too, and I don't like it. Mine's too small, too. We made three of them. My wife's is the right size. I got her the right size. I thought, well, Mike and I are mediums. We are not, apparently, in this brand of shirt. We're larges, maybe? Yeah. Large? Large. That's a medium We're larges. La, la mediums? That sounds fancy. That sounds like a girl's anatomy. 
It does. Yeah. Like it does. Yeah. Yeah. Lamedia. Like cover up your lamedium. That's uh-huh. a thing Angela Don't would give as a direction. Oh, Angela would have been pissed if yeah, anybody's Angela would be like, was Why aren't visible? you covering up your lamedium? <laughs> you need to, you know, you need to go see Uncle John. The lamedium majora and the lamedium menora. Uh, <laughs> Uncle John, by the way, guys, is like the head count uh, camp counselor who has the most beautiful British accent inexplicably and he had like a great speaking voice he was i think maybe the only actor that was solid in that movie Mm. the old guy that runs the camp is that who you're talking about yeah yeah uh i think there were actors in this movie that were made more solid by the poor actors around them uh there were so many bad actors in this movie Oh, yeah. I usually play the movie. See, you've never actually done this with me uh, live. I usually play the movie while uh, I watch it just so I can be remembered of the terribleness that we watched or or the glory. Um, and there were so many bad actors in this. It starts with an opening scene of, you know, camp counselors and, and, and camp goers. What do you call them? Campers. 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 Happy campers. Yeah, happy campers. They're, uh, at, you know, around a bonfire telling ghost stories. And then eventually they tell the story of what happened back at Camp Arawak in in uh, Sleepaway Camp One, and uh, there's one kid, there's one blonde kid. He's he's throughout the rest of the of the movie. He takes pictures, he sneaks pictures of all the girls' boobs, him and his buddy. But he is probably I'm going to say the worst actor in the movie. This little blonde kid. But then next to next to him of the main characters who are all in the movie. Um, Let's see. What is her character's name? Sleepaway Camp 2. I'm looking it up. Uh, I'm sorry it's taking me a second. While you're looking that up, I want to talk about TC's mullet. TC has the best mullet. By the way, her name's Demi. Because remember, they all are named after people she's named after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demi is the worst actress in this. And she's in a lot of scenes. Oh, yeah. Demi was pretty bad. Yeah, she was She seems nice, though. Yeah, she seems nice, but because their caliber of acting was so low, I think some of the other bad acting came out a little stronger. Like, I don't think TC was a great actor, the guy with the mullet, but I think he came off pretty good. I liked him. I definitely liked him. I think Uncle John was the best actor in the whole movie. I don't know what else he's done. It helps that he had like five lines. (laughs) Yeah, that does help. But he was the only one who didn't sound like a kid reading lines. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, it was... It was, it was pretty rough. So you want to talk about TC's mullet? TC is the head camp counselor. Just a head full of curly blonde hair, mullet style. Uh, I, I, I would say it's party up front and party in the back. TC was in, I'm not TC, Uncle John was in some other stuff. He was also in uh, two different James Bond movies. Well, I could see that. He had that beautiful voice. He was in a Puppet Master 3 and some other he's done a bunch of shit movies and tv shows he was on the a team he was on the a team like he was he starred in it uh, i, I don't it? know what he did on the a team he was also he did some uh, on the fall guy he was on star trek next generation winston churchill well what we can say but i'm sorry i interrupted you were talking about tc and his amazing mullet no you wanted to talk about tc and his amazing well it is i mean you know you see when people talk about mullets uh, you'll frequently hear that phrase uh business in the front yeah party in the back i mean his is that exactly i think he's is more i think it's a party all over 
I mean, it's it's short all on the front, but his mullet is long. He has a very Mm. long mullet. The party in the back is a big party. It's glorious. Yeah. His hair is glorious. Uh, I'm sure that he looks back on it fondly as a, you know, a grown adult man now. Although he's pretty grown adult then. And did you ever have a mullet? I did have a mullet. Yeah. I can show you pictures. So I, I don't remember if I ever had a mullet exactly. I remember I had a flat top in the third grade. And it was important to me to have the tallest spike in elementary school. I wanted my spike to be taller. We just talked about this today that I used to take in uh, a picture, <laughs> a picture of MacGyver to uh, the the guy cutting my hair every time I went and got my hair cut, so that it would come out looking like MacGyver's. It never did, but MacGyver had a pretty strong mullet. Uh, our producer, Sandy, is telling me we need to go to break, which means we probably need to knock out our first final girl. Yeah. Are we Were we going to try to say it at the same time? You gave me a look. Uh, I don't know why I looked at you. I guess I just wanted to look into those eyes. I can get lost in those eyes. So, <laughs> thank If you've you. never seen Alex uh, in any of the publicity stills from the website or any of the press tours and junkets that we do, he has these piercing blue eyes it's like looking at the really the mediterranean sea it's it's just i can't wow. i mean oh, I, want, I wanted to oh fuck you. it's the part where i think that's was that her first kill where that she was just her first kill bashes the girl in the head with the fucking log yeah the girl who wouldn't cuts her very was, fake bubblegum tongue out yeah where the hell are you right here <laughs> that's what you get for not obeying your counselor and here's what you get for telling evil stories and having such a filthy mouth. What a bad camper. Just beats her. And as soon as she hits her, just just tons of goopy blood comes out. Yeah, it was pretty gross. I do like the opening titles. Just classic yeah. red font. They reminded me of... Uh... Oh, and did you see that Hitchcock name that just came up? There was a Hitchcock in there? There was a Hitchcock in there, but it is a pseudonym. It is not a real Hitchcock. Executive charge, Michael Hitchcock, not the guy's yeah. real name. And Hiltzik, the guy who directed and I think wrote the original one, apparently didn't have anything to do with this one. It just says based on characters, you know, created by Hiltzik. I think it's very clear that the people who were involved in the first one, which again, I think is a very solid slasher movie, one of my favorites, they didn't have any. I think this was capitalizing, this was a money grab. Not that it's terrible or anything. So if you haven't heard of what the final girl challenge is, guys, we do it every single, if you're if you're new to our, our, our podcast, we do it every single episode. And what we do is we go to our slasher, uh, I hardly know her Instagram. We post a thing that says, hey, what would your name be if you were in a slasher movie? You submit a name. It can be any names. In fact, I think we have a pretty mundane one this this uh, this go round. But some hey, of them Alex, are clever and some nice. of them are funny. We also should point out that uh, our episode that aired a few weeks back, one of the contestants submitted Samara Wells, which we just oh, thought was yeah. a pretty name. And then my wife pointed out that Samara Oops. was... Yeah, Not I'm, your Samara. We're watching Sleepaway yeah, Camp. No, no, too. we're watching Sleepaway Camp. First boobs of the movie First just popped up. And, uh, and my wife pointed out that Samara is the girl from the ring who comes out of a well. So Samara Wells is a very clever name. And my wife caught it, and Mike and I did not catch it, and we just thought it was a pretty name. So good, good on you, Samara Wells. I don't think she won, but uh, great name. That was clever. 
So if you, again, to finish, so you, you submit these names, we pick the five names just at random out of the hat, basically. And then we put you through a series of challenges. You have to do the good thing in each of these scenarios. We're going to read it off. We pick a name. You're either going to survive or you're not going to survive. And in the end, we're going to have a final girl. How do you survive? Well, of course, you do all the things that a good final girl does. You don't drink. You don't smoke. You don't do anything illicit in any way. Mm -hmm. And somehow your virtue lasts uh, for the entire episode. And you become our final girl who wins our mystery prize, which is pretty dope. I'm shipping out, uh, I think, four this week. So, Micah, you want to name the uh, read the names of the contestants picked this week? Let's meet this week's contestants. First up, Tully Sims. Welcome to the show, Miss Sims. Welcome, Tully? Tully. Tully. T-U-L-L-Y? Is that Tully? How else would you say that? No, no, I'll go with that. Tully, Tully. Sure. Nell Wilds? Wilds? I think it's Wilds. Nell Wilds. Welcome, Miss Wilds. Don't act like you couldn't read my handwriting. He held it up like... I can't read this. It wasn't because I couldn't clear. read your handwriting. I wanted a second opinion. Oh, I think on it's how wild. do you pronounce W H I L D E S? My handwriting was dope. Your yes. handwriting is beautiful, and Alex was nice enough to draw little icons or symbols on each of the the slips that have the final girl contestants' names. Because I'm of incredibly them is sweet. From Phantasm, Pet Cemetery, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, there's a chainsaw. It's a steal. Um, because <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at drawing chainsaws, I thought if I put the name brand of one on the side of it, you'd be like, oh, that's chainsaw. And a Jason mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next up, welcome to the show, Miss Maribel da Silva. Maribel da Silva, beautiful name. Very fancy, very fancy name. And Miss Dave Smith. Welcome to the show, Miss Dave Smith. <laughs> It's uh, for the record. He didn't put Miss. It's just they're all final <laughs> girls, so we have to we have to stick the Miss in there. But Dave Smith did submit a name, so yes, Dave Smith we, is in. It is called the Final Girl Challenge. So whatever name you submit, we make you into a girl. All right. Well, let's get to the first round. And finally, oh. <laughs> let's let's read the last contestant. I mean, Ivana. Ivana live. Ivana live. Ivana. You should say Ivana. Ivana live. We hope you do live. We do. We do. We hope you all live. But we, as we know, that is not how this plays out. Okay. First thing we got to do is spin the wheel of death. Oh, I've never seen this in person. It's a crank. I didn't realize. Oh, I thought it was more like a spin. Oh, see, there's a little handle. Well, that explains to all. Like a. Uh, chicken wire and scrap wood. Well, you, don't have to ex- you don't have to uh, explain like it to me. I'm looking at it. I can I, see I it now. That. Yeah. And then I open the little latch and I pull out the name. I never realized. This is like kind of like a lotto ball, kind of like an old school bingo machine kind of thing. Alex, can I tell you something? Yeah. I feel old. We should stretch before the show or something. Do some kind of warm up. <laughs> before we talk into mics. I, my back hurts. My back hurts too, but I think it's this shirt. We need to do some <laughs> <It's> compressing <laughs> things in all the wrong places. Uh, all right. First up is Nell. Is it Nell or Nellie Wilds? I don't know. 
N-E-L-L-E. Nell. Is it Nell like Jodie Foster? That didn't have an E at the end. Oh, you want to do your Nell impression? Ta-ta, no, Chick-a-Bay. I knew it was coming. Jeremiah Angel. Be a little titty dance. Ta-ta, no win. No win. My wife hates that movie more than anything in the world just because of all that. I don't even know if it did that well, but... For some reason, it I've comes up over it. and over I've again. I've never seen it, but I get every Nell reference because that's all anybody does. And you do it every time Nell is mentioned, which is more than you think, guys. I mean, I've known, I've known like a number of years. I know he has a Nell impression. It made an impact. Yeah. It, it definitely made an impact in my life. Uh, sex is naughty. Sex is wrong. Good girls keep their undies on. When your friends go flash the boys, you stay home and play with toys. You survived now. Good job. Did did it mean sex toys or like toys? I mean, you I'm going to assume so. it was just like kids' toys because okay. if they were sex toys, she would have to die for that, right? So how old is Nell in this? I don't scenario? know how killers feel about sex toys. I don't either. I guess we'll see, I guess. I think probably killers don't like it. Yeah, no. I, I mean, think Jason you would know kill Jason you if you were using a sex a toy. double ender. Yeah, what? Would say that again? Jason hates a double ender. Okay. And nothing makes Michael Myers more furious than one of those little jackrabbit vibrators you keep in your purse. <laughs> oh, it gets him fuming. <laughs> it's hard to tell because, you know, it's all behind a mask, but <laughs> I mean, you know he's mad. You know he's mad. Next up, Maribel Da Silva. Oh, Beautiful name, Maribel. Welcome back. All right, Maribel. Just the tip, just for a minute, just to see how it feels. That's what Howard whispers as he unfastens your high heels. You admit your motor's running, and he's as charming as a prince, but your promise ring reminds you of your pledge of abstinence. You survive. You survive. I thought you were going to rhyme it with innocence, but... I, uh, uh, she took a pledge. She took a pledge right. to not do I mean, the I sex. It. I absolutely get it. Is it, a, is it a promise ring or an abstinence ring? I know promise ring is like a... Was that like pre-engagement ring? I think it's something religious people do. Where they're like, I promise I'm not going to... But they're not old enough to get married or something. It's a promise like that. ring. That's a promise ring. It's not an ring. abstinence ring. Is there an abstinence ring too? Or no, did I just make that up? I mean, I think a promise ring is an abstinence ring, isn't it? In essence? I, I guess so. Okay. I don't know. I mean... People should just, you know, have sex with each other. Okay. It feels good. Do it, kids. Go do the sex. <laughs> Don't listen to Micah, kids. Touch save each it, other. Touch each other on your sensitive parts. The end of the show. Okay, up our next final girl is Dave. Dave smells like teen spirit is blasting from the speakers at the Hibbity High School pep rally where you sit in the bleachers. Your friends suggest a nasty prank to pee in the dunk tank. I think that's stupid, if I'm frank. You guys are mean, and your plan is rank. You survive. You survive. Way to go, Dave. All right, up next we have Ivana. Ivana, leave. Ivana, let's do it. Nancy used to be a good girl. She's been your bestie for years. Now she wants to see the world and smoke weed and drink cold beers. She invites you on a trip to dance and have a ball. But you say you're too busy with your new job at the mall. You survive. You survive. Well done. And finally, Tully Sims. Oh, Tully. This is not looking good. 
You say, no way, Carlos, I am not a slut. Carlos says, it's not sex if it's in the butt. Are you sure, Carlos? That doesn't seem quite right. Yes, it is. I saw it on TikTok last night. <laughs> Anal doesn't count. Your hymen stays intact. If it's on the web, that means that it's a fact. Okay, fine, but please go slow. It's my first time. Carlos snorts and spits and coats his hand with slime. Soinks, Carlos, what was that? It hurts really bad. You look over your shoulder. Where's Carlos? He was wearing plaid, but now there's a man with a knife strap on who is leather clad. What happens next is almost too troubling to say. The leather-clad man with the knife strap on has his way. You are dead. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. That's been Slash Roy Hartley Miller. That's been our time. It was the longest rhyme in history. In case you weren't keeping up, what It was an rambling happened? of some rhyming words. They were going to do butt stuff. Carlos. No, you don't have to explain it. I got it. I but also like that Carlos, a a, Carlos a sounded suit. like he was an idiot, but then knew what a hymen was and, and explained that to her. And you might have listened to our, uh, our episode where everybody died because of accidental hymen breakage. It was a thing once. It was a thing once. So what happened, Alex? Okay, no, was a leather-clad man no, with a knife strap no, on. You, you, don't, you don't have to explain it. You don't. And also, you say knife strap on, not knife strap on. Knife strap on right you say knife strap on knife strap on it does sound like because that's the second time you've read that right to me so it's a knife pause strap on in case you ever saw seven you people know what we're talking about dear god you know it's a good rhyme when it when the explanation to it lasts as long (laughs) as the rhyme that was in itself very long no no you guys you don't get it here what's going on all right i won't explain so uh who died there we lost Tully. Tully, Tully Sims, lost which Tully, I, I so. believe was a first-time player. So, Tully, come back. We love repeat offenders. Come back and play again. Play as many times as you like. you got to keep playing until you win the mystery prize. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Win that mystery prize, which is really mystery prizes. I, I send you a few things. So, uh, We have just made it to the point in the show where Angela is going to set on fire alive a sister... Uh, there's two sisters at this camp, one of which she has already burned to a just a crispy little corpse. The other one was unconscious. She wakes up to find her crispy corpse sister. She's now going to burn the living sister alive. That sister, spoiler alert, not going to flail around as much as you think. She just kind of sits there. Uh, so uh, as we do that, we're going to take a break before uh, we come back. Of course, we're going to hear... Another word from one of our lovely sponsors. We'll see you in just a second. This is Slasherville Mayor Gormagon coming to you ahead of this month's big runoff between me and that shit bucket bag of bones, the Keeper of Souls. You've probably seen his commercials claiming that I illegally awarded Slasherville's towing contract to Creepy Samaritan Automotive. And that is true. Maybe you've heard his claims that I took payouts from both Mask Warehouse and Killer Mask Depot to be the one and only official supplier of masks to the good killers of Slasherville. 
That is also true. But I say to you, is that not what you expect from your Slasherville mayor? Do you not want your city's towing provider to be a creepy bastard? Do you want to kill your victims with anything less than an officially licensed Slasherville killer mask? And don't want the biggest selection of masks available? You want to just use a burlap sack on your head like a damn scarecrow? Of course not. So vote for me. Goragon, and reap the rewards of the blood feast offering from Temple of Bathiarah as the sons and daughters of Morhaimi darken the sun and turn the seas red with the blood of the innocents. On July 7th, I'm Gormagon, and I approve this message. Welcome back to Slasher, I Hardly Know Her. This week we watched Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. And the question is, did that describe us after watching the movie? Were we unhappy campers after watching this? This movie was 80 minutes long, so it's right in the sweet spot of time for us. I know Micah likes a good 80 to 90 minute movie. Yeah, keep I it do short. as well, especially when we're you know dealing with you know 80s horror. It's kind of perfect. But I will say that I did look over at you at one point and explain to you there's a dream sequence in this where Angela starts having this uh, dream about all the people she's killed. And it's just kind of a, it's literally a, a clip, uh, a clip show of what's already happened in the movie. Mike is giving me a weird dead stare. I can never look at you. This you is cannot, nice that I, I can look I at kind you. Of, I'm kind of reminiscing now about all the times we haven't done this together based on that look. But uh, it's just kind of a, a mishmash montage of all the kills she's done. And she's having this dream, which really doesn't make a lot of sense. Because she certainly does not seem tortured by what she's doing to all these campers. But uh, I explained to him that I read that that was an effort to get the movie a little longer. Because it had come under the minimum running time. And he said, what was the minimum running time? And I said, 80 minutes. So he looked. It is 80 minutes. And then about 10 minutes later, he says... Are, are you sure this is only 80 minutes? Because it, it did feel like a lot at that point. So uh, we, we've gotten to a point where we've established Angela is the same Angela from Camp Arawak. Although it's never explicitly said. You know, we, we certainly do know that. She has started killing off campers who are bad campers but it all falls in the same you know final girl rules it's you know if you have sex you're gonna get killed you know if you cuss you're gonna get killed really it seems like if you drink you do drugs just any of the things that would get you killed Angela kills you for it but she is explaining to her bosses at the camp that she just sent campers home for those activities so that explains why they're missing and why she can continue to kill for days it's not a rampage just people go missing. She says, I sent them home. And she's more persnickety, more picky about what people can do than the typical killers like Jason or Michael Myers. It's not just sex. It's not just drinking and drugs. If you're just annoying or want to do a funny prank or take pictures of girls, 
while they're changing, then she'll kill you for that. She'll kill you for anything. You've got to be a nice, upstanding, polite person or Angela will uh, murder you. Yeah, she and she'll murder you um, not necessarily in a creative way. We don't get a lot of that in this. Did I mean, you know, this isn't... You know, when Friday the 13th really hit its stride and it was like, oh, what's Jason going to do now to kill his victims? Like how, you know, what cool way is he going to do it this way? Not a lot of that here. In fact, some of these killings are almost disturbing because they're like so personal. Like she gets so close to him and she just stabs him a lot. I mean, it's it seems a little too real on some of them, I think. And we've got a lot coming up. We've got to do more final girl rounds. We've got what else are you into? And then we'll also award the crunchiest kill. And then my oh, favorite part man. of the show is uh, the big reveal of what our next movie is, which... Oh, uh, that's right. And it's your pick. Yeah, my pick. Do you already know it? Do you Tell me the truth. Do you really know it? Do I you... don't. I mean, I've got a few floating around in my brain. I have been making a list that I put in my notes on my phone. So I've got plenty to choose from, but I have not yet picked, which means... Sometime between now and the end of the show, I'm going to have to pick. It's always a gamble with movie. you. Like, I never know. You know, you have picked some of the worst movies that I've ever seen. <laughs> and and that was long before we ever did the podcast. Alex, you got to see this. And then I would watch it. And it was just a miserable time of my life watching movies you had suggested to me. But then at the same time, you have picked brilliant gems like uh, Dead Heat. Was your last pick. That was a good one. I like Dead Heat. Dead Heat was a solid pick, man. One of your favorite scenes is on right now, by the way. We're watching Sleepaway Camp 2 as we talk about Sleepaway Mm -hmm. Camp 2. And Alex has a major complaint about this steamy sex scene (laughs) of this guy who we're not sure what he's doing to the girl. He's going down on her navel. Uh, It, 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 It appears that we're supposed to think he's going down on her, but his head never goes below her belly button unless he has a uh you know 13 to 16 inch tongue she's definitely not getting any well, kind of I mean, you know what I, I hadn't actually considered that uh the girl that he's going down on by the way is Allie. she is played by valerie hartman uh valerie if you would ever like to appear on the show or have any kind of discussion with me about your experience on this movie i would love to hear it because her stories are the most interesting stories out of the imdb trivia she was over 18. She's nude through, like you said, most <laughs> good, of the good, movie. Good portion of the movie. But she has the no person clothes. that she has the most sex scenes with and things, you know, pre-sex scenes with, that person was under the age of 18. And so the people who, you know, oversee that sort of thing said that he cannot appear in those scenes with her. So every time she's doing anything sexual, you just see the back of the guy's head and it's a double. It's not that actor. And uh, so I think that's like, I mean, I think that's incredibly interesting that they were so militant about that to the point that there's something on IMDb. Do you remember the line, Micah, when she uh, is in her white T-shirt and she jumps into the pool and then comes out of the pool to try to entice uh, the, the boyfriend that's into Molly, our final girl? Yeah. He's not into her. Uh, one of the kids says, he says the dumbest line. He says, hey, Emilio, party hats at 2 o'clock. Right? Do you remember this? Party yes. hats. Yes, I do remember because party hats. Because you remember when you were 13 years old, 12 years old. You no, I never them called them party hats. Party hats. Uh, the line was actually, hey, Emilio, check out those nips. 
but the representatives in Georgia wouldn't let him say it because he was underage. They wouldn't let him say... He's not even in the seat. He's not like, allowed to say the word nips. Wasn't allowed to say the word nips. That's ridiculous. So Georgia was on it back then. Uh, this is where it was filmed. It was all filmed at a YMCA camp in Georgia. And they're the people who also wouldn't let the actor be, the underage actor, be with her. And I think he was only like 17. I mean, like he was he was almost of age, I believe. I'm not sure. I'll look it up. But uh, they wouldn't let him be in the scenes with her. That's why he's going that's why well actually i don't know why he's going down on the belly button but that is not that actor that's just the back of his head they have sex later it's the back of his head and just cutaways where he pretends there's a girl on top of him mikey you look rough what's going on i'm good i'm good now you look rough you're like rubbing your face is this what is this your normal podcast experience you never get to see this this is just my allergies are flaring up so i'm rubbing my nares Rub the nares. The nares? nares. You're rubbing your what? Oh, yeah. What are you rubbing? Nares. What are nares? Nair is a hair removal product. I know what nair is. What are you doing? I'm just rubbing around my nostrils. Why do you say nares? You never heard them called nares? Nostrils? Yeah. No. Nares. Did I make that up? That's a thing, right? No. Are you sure? No one calls their nostrils their nares. Well, what's a nair then? Did I just make that up? Yes. Yes, nares, you did. Plural noun. The nostrils. Nares. What? Yeah. In your face. Nares. I know shit about stuff. <laughs> I know what a nair is. <laughs> I'm a narrator. Oh, <laughs> that was almost clever. That was, I mean, like, almost. No, we're close. I mean, that was pretty close. That was pretty close. If clever is 10, that was a two. All right. So take us through a bit more of this movie. Well, uh, I, yeah, I want to talk about this movie. And I think it was interesting that you were talking about how uh, strict Thank you, by the, the guidelines Thank you for in Georgia were back in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 1988. Brilliant year. Beautiful year. Alex, would you like to take a guess at the minimum wage in 1988? I have to say, this is my least favorite thing you ask. And then you'll be like, and the average price of a home was. And there were this many road projects going on in the U.S. under this president. This is where the boring stuff starts. But um, um, yeah. Okay, so I've got three different things like that. I've got the minimum wage from 88, the movie ticket price, I and the average price of a gas of gallon, a gallon of gas, <laughs> rather, excuse well, me. I, uh, you I know, know it, interesting. Now, here, I have a little fact. 89, 1989, is when they started calling it a gallon of gas. Prior to that, they called it a gas of gallon. A gas of gallon. Which made no sense at all. No one got it. For all those years that they had gas station, nobody got now it all of a sudden made sense. Hey Alex. Yeah. You didn't know what nares were. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can guess the minimum wage, the movie ticket price, and the average price Uh of a uh, gas of gallon, I will uh That's a lot. I will give you a brand new, still wrapped Uh Werther's original. Oh wow. Well, the stakes are pretty high here. I'm going to say that in 1988, the minimum wage was 3.25. Oh, you're so close, 3.35. Ooh, wow. I was I thought for sure it would be 25 cent increments. So I might have guessed that. I don't know. Um, what's the next one? Movie ticket. Movie ticket price. You've done this recently, and I was shocked. 
at how low it was. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to also say 325. $4.11. Okay. So we must have done an earlier movie at that time. When you give me that. And what's the last one? Gas. Gas. Gallon of gas in 1988 was 73 cents. Uh, yeah, 96 cents. Oh, wow. In 88? Yeah, that's that's what the internet told me. Anyway. I remember a time in like mid-90s when it was 98 cents. So I guess, <laughs> I guess, guys, the gas market is a fluctuating market. And no Werther's original for Alex, which means I get to te- get you, to keep that that sweet treat for myself. You have to admit I was close. I uh, was close. Which is good because I only had one Werther's yeah. left. So thank God for that. Well, you can keep your precious sucking candy to yourself. <laughs> uh, is that what they call those? A sucking candy? That's what old people call it. Wow. You got any sucking candies? You got any sucking candies? I like chew candies, but I'm looking for a sucking candy today. On June 7th, 1988, the headline reads, Birth defect nearly ruined his life. Boy was raised as a girl by mistake. Which I thought was apropos for this episode. Since we're talking about Angela, who had a wiener. Correct. She was purposely. And we're talking back to Sleepaway Camp, the original now, but... Her aunt purposely raised her as a girl when she was a boy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Steve Hammond was was born with XY chromosomes, making him male, but his testicles were recessed, and his penis was what the doctors of his day deemed too small to allow him a happy male existence. So, they did what was fashionable. They told his parents to raise him female. Wow. So now Linda Hammond knew she was different. She never grew breast or menstruated, and she was the strongest woman at the shipyard she worked at. <laughs> is, that, is that true? That's true. That's real. I'm reading. Uh, Linda thought she was a hermaphrodite and was deeply ashamed, oh. never seeking medical help until age 25. Uh, and that's when a doctor revealed to Steve, a.k.a. Linda, that he was a man. So do we know how this played out in the end? Did he end up living his life as a man or a woman? Uh, he lived his life as a man. Good. Good for him. I mean, yeah. good not because it's a man, uh, but because it's someone living their life as they want to live. That's great. Damn straight. That's awesome. May 3rd, 1988. Skydiver learns in midair he forgot his parachute. Ivan McGuire, he's 35, he's a veteran, he's been skydiving forever, he's done like 800 jumps, and when he fell to his death back in April of 88, they had some photographers there, and apparently he was just preoccupied with doing his job, and jumped out of the plane without a parachute. Reached for his ripcord, came up empty-handed. And he died. The video is just the ground approaching at 150 miles per hour, and he died. Also, uh, and finally from 1988, here are some of the other scary movies that came out that year. One, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which I happen to know is an Alex Slasher favorite. It is. I love that one. Drink my coffee out of that mug often. Scrooge came out that year. Child's Play, Beetlejuice, Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, Night of the Demons which I've never seen, but it's a classic. I guess we need to watch that one. We do. Uh, Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers, Ooh. and a movie we recently reviewed, Dead Heat. Wow. Dead Heat was great. Uh, Halloween 4, I don't care what you say, is amazing. Is that the one with 
Uh, it's the introduction, at least in the Halloween series, of Daniel Harris. Is but oh, I, that's four. That's four. What, is that the same one that has Corey Feldman in as the little sickly looking boy? <laughs> Are you trying to make me mad? No. Corey, Fel- Corey Feldman's not in Halloween. Oh, oh, Halloween. I'm sorry. I was thinking Friday the 13th. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the look you're giving me, though, I thought you were fucking with me. No, no uh, I wasn't fucking with you. Halloween I was thinking four. of Friday the 13th. Halloween 4 the was the, the, you know, hey, we fucked up not having Hall- Michael Myers in Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah. Though you know, we that both love Halloween 3. not a fuck 3. up, because Halloween 3 is great. Halloween 3 is phenomenal. But they decided, hey, it wasn't phenomenal at the time. Audiences didn't like it. It was just money. Yeah. And yeah. so they were like, let's get Michael Myers back in here. And Daniel Harris came with them. And uh, that, I, I mean, without question, there is no question. That is the moment my love for Daniel Harris started. All right. So those are some great facts. Let's get to some great kills. It's time for another round of Final Girl. Let's do it. All right. Final Girl. Round one, we lost poor little Tully Sims. I think it was Tully's first time to come play. And it was rough. But the will of death does not play nope. favorites. You really don't, she does not. don't have sex. Don't take drugs. Don't do anything unsavory. Don't go off alone. there's a good chance you will die. That's one. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. You can't go off alone. That's a bad... You gotta stay in a group. At least with a friend. All right, round two. We have four people left. Let's see what happens. Huh? First up, we have... Nell. Nell Wilds. All right, Nell. Why not try sex and a little dank, too? Turning them down could come off as rude. But you remember Aunt Martha's words as you're past a lit bong. Keep your morals strong and you'll never go wrong. No dank for you. You survive. I feel like there was a missed opportunity for a joke in there, like, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice. I wrote that one, so you're right. (laughs) There was a missed opportunity. I wouldn't have thought of it. Aunt Martha, for those who don't know, was the aunt from Sleepaway Camp 1. And in Sleepaway Camp 2, Angela says that her aunt gave her the advice to keep your morals strong. Yes, that was a line from the movie. Thank you. Okay, finally. I mean, not finally. Next. Oh, gas. Pardon me. Dave Smith. Oh, Miss Dave. Here, here's what's going to happen. One panty. Two panties. Three panties. Four. Five panties. Six. They're all on the floor. Late night skinny dips with tits. All in good fun. But God's eyes are watching, so you stay clothed and run. You survive. Nice. That's well right. Done. Well done. You did what you're supposed to do, and that's why you're alive. God is always watching, and so is Angela. You did the right thing. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have Ivana Liv. Ivana, give me a jack on the rocks with a beer chaser. Some coke and some pot, pass me that razor. Snorting some lines and eating up shrooms. You wake in a sweat. You're safe in your room. Shh, shh. It's okay. Everything is okay. You're still a good girl. It was just a bad dream. You survived. What the <laughs> hell is that? Just because I knew you wouldn't pre-read it, so I wanted you to have to read that last line. We're like, shh, 
she, she's still a good girl. It's okay. Did it even rhyme at the end? No, the end has no rhyme at all. The you just thing, sabotaged. You were like, hey, no, I'm right. If you this took week. that line out, it rhymes. It's all fine. But then she's I just, okay. Everything is okay. You're still a good girl. It was just a bad dream. What is. Wait, what does dream rhyme with? No, none of that last line doesn't rhyme at all. The rest of the Is that thing, the joke that it doesn't rhyme at the end? No, it's not part of it. I just wanted you to say You it. just wanted to be say, shh, it's okay, everything's okay, you're still yeah. a good girl. It's all yeah, just the rest of it rhymes. It ends, you know, it, you, you wake up in a sweat, it was all a bad dream or something, rhymes with the rest of it. But then I added the line, shh, you're still a good girl, it's all okay. <laughs> You know, it's neat that we're doing the show together, um, but I think I'm excited to go back to my house, to my couch, where I don't have to look at you and laugh. Even if I like emailed that to you, you would have reread it and you would have said it. So I just got to watch you go. It's gonna be okay. You're still a good girl. And I don't phone it in. I'm looking at this stuff. I'm looking at these cue cards as it happens, Uh, and uh, give it my best shot. You You killed it. So. Uh, we gotta move on. Okay, up next, our last person for this round is one Maribel Del Silva. Oh, oh Maribel. Damn, Maribel. We love you. We hate to see you go. Here, here's what's gonna happen. Maribel. I love playing Donkey Kong. You tell your friend Rashid. <laughs> yeah, he says, but have you ever played Donkey Kong on weed? Try a little. You'll love it. It makes video games a maze. So you and Rashid roll a joint and get totally blazed. You never should have taken that toke because soon walked in a bulky bloke who grabbed you by your skinny neck and impelled you on your parents' deck. Oh. You are dead. That's a good one, though, Micah. Well done. God. Well done. Sorry, But sorry to see you go, go. Maribel. Maribel? Yeah, Mirabelle. Yeah, that's too bad. Huh. That's too bad. That was a good one, though. Rest in peace, Mirabelle. Rest in peace. Thank you for playing. Please come play again. All right, Micah. So still ahead in this episode, we have What Are You Into? And, of course, the big reveal of uh, the movie that we're going to watch for our next episode that you are still thinking. I can lo- I'm can. i looking at you right now for the first time during the podcast. I'm looking at you, and I can see you not just flipping me off in a very creative manner, uh, but also, you didn't spin the wheel on that last one, by the way. Oh, shit. I am sorry. Oh, so, Maribel, retroactive wheel spin. Just occurred to me because Micah was spun. using his uh, crank to crank up a middle finger at me. I am so sorry. That just cheapens the whole thing it when really I forget does. to squeak when the wheel. To, Can you insert the squeaky wheel really later? Cheap. No. I'm okay, here, I'll just say it. I'm like, okay, and before we do that, we spin the wheel of death. <laughs> I'm not putting it in. And then you just cut that and you put it back in. I'm not putting it in. No, you didn't do it and now Maribel is dead. Alright guys, we're gonna do all of that coming up in the next couple of segments of Slasher I Hardly Know Her. See you in just a second. Keeper! Friendly Keeper of Souls, hoping you'll vote for me on July 7th for Slasherville Mayor. 
Who has the biggest collection of souls? Me or my shitbag opponent, Gormagon? Gormagon has almost no souls. Have you ever been to my basement? I do invite you to do so. I have so many souls. Who better to keep the souls of Slasherville as, as mayor? course, it's just, just mayor. Then the keeper of souls. So remember, keeper of souls. Vote for me, July 7th, for mayor. Also come to my basement. Hello, listeners of Slasher I Hardly Know Her. Welcome back from the break. We're going to talk a little bit more about the movie we are reviewing this episode, which is Sleepaway Camp Part 2, which takes place some years later after Sleepaway Camp 1, in which Angela revealed to the world that she is not just a girl, she has a wiener. Now she has grown up, she has gotten therapy, she has also had a sexual reassignment surgery, whatever that's called. She's transitioned. Now she is all girl and all angry at anybody yeah, who doesn't do what they supposed horribly to. Horribly pissed. Huh? She's horribly pissed. She's really mad. And we're going to jump into some scenes. We're going to get into some of our favorite scenes in this movie. Well, so the girl that uh, that shows her boobs through most of the movie, uh, her character is Allie. Uh, she, she's the worst of the bunch, although really... I mean, she doesn't do anything horribly bad. She kind of strings one guy along to make another guy jealous. She's not horrible. She's not like the worst girl we've seen at a slasher by any means. She shows her boobs a lot. Angela does not like her. So she leaves a note on a mirror that says, Hey, meet me at the abandoned cabin at 5 o'clock. Signed, whatever the name of the guy is that she actually wants, that's actually into our uh, final girl. So she, you know, puts it all together, goes up there. Angela's there. And Angela just takes out a knife and starts stabbing her. Stabs her twice in the back. It's not pleasant to watch. It's a little too realistic for me. And then forces her into an abandoned outhouse whose water level is really high. I didn't know outhouses had water. I thought it was just holes in the ground. But whatever the case, um, she shoves her head in there and she makes her say, what's in there? And she says, shit. She's like, that's one of your favorite words. What else is in there? Piss. She says, yeah, like you pissed away your good looks and your potential by being such a piece of shit. She's like, what else is in there? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, well, I guess you'll have to see. So she stabbed her a couple of times. She now forces her into the outhouse with a <laughs> with a branch that she finds on the ground. And then she she's stuck in the hole of the outhouse. And the answer to what else was in there was leeches, uh-huh. which are leeches. now all over her face. And every time her head dips below the lip, like where you would sit your butt, uh, she's gargling. She's uh, <laughs> why is she gargling? Well, why is the water I mean, like, that hot? Literally, like she has just pushed her head. Yes, down. I mean, like there's again. I don't think there's any water in an outhouse, but if there is, it's certainly not at the lip of the toilet. Where as soon as her head goes down, and Michael, uh, Micah, Michael, Michael, Micah suggested that 
probably she shouldn't be gargling that water at all. I don't think she should gargle probably that. And, and who does that when they're being pushed down into water? As soon as they push me down, I will take a mouthful of water and then gargle it. Uh, well, even if uh, even if that noise wasn't that, even if that noise was just her going, you know, like she's why is she blowing her air out? She's not screaming. I, I she should know. be screaming, it right? Make sense. Uh, that was, I think that was one of the roughest scenes. It was really uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. It felt real. Yeah. Like it was very uncomfortable. For all the things we just <laughs> said. Didn't, it's didn't dumb seem real. and silly. And as much as there's bad acting in the in this movie, that, that scene was actually sort of uncomfortable. That to was watch. rough. And I wasn't convinced that the girl who they had doing that was actually that actress. But you know how blondes, when they get their hair wet, it looks like they have dark hair. Uh-huh. So she looked like a completely different different actress. I'm sure it was her. Yeah. But because her hair was so wet, it looked like they had swapped out actresses. But I don't think they did. Um, what else What else are we going to talk about scene-wise? Scene-wise, the other one we wanted to get into was the uh, kind of the finale where they walk in... Uh, I'm trying to think of who's coming in. Somebody else well, is coming up to try to find somebody. It's uh oh, is it is it TC? You know Molly and then her boyfriend. I can't yeah. think of his name. They go up there. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. They're, they're captured first. in what is it's an abandoned cabin on the property. Oh, that's right. Because they go up because she's like, oh, I know where Angela goes. Right. When she's feeling because bad. Angela's been fired. Yeah. They've fired her. She sent too many people home. She's become a problem. TC and Uncle John have fired her, and. At this abandoned cabin, we didn't know this. We know Angela hangs out there, but that's where she's put all the bodies and posed them, by the way, yeah. inside the cabin. So the boyfriend goes there with Molly and uh, they get captured once they discover that. Boyfriend does some vomiting. She ties them up. But then TC does come. Here's what's funny to me that you pointed out and then I noticed immediately is that the actors playing the dead bodies in the cabin where Angela has put them into various positions and pose them like taxidermied animals these actors are noticeably breathing in the most scenes. of the actors <laughs> they're all noticeably breathing or their eyes are twitching uh the girl uh who had the leeches all over her face her body's now posed which means angela went and got her out of the outhouse which was unnecessary gross you could just left her there she, and Angela's pint-sized and as skinny as a rail, yeah, so I, I don't know how she's hauling all these bodies around. She's that's a lot we, stronger I made that comment. Looks. It was like, she's hauling a lot of bodies around because she's taking them all back to the cabin. Yeah. You know, she has to hide them. She's saying she sent the campers home, so mm-hmm. she doesn't have to hide them. I, I get that. But, uh, yeah, she does. She, she the, the one that had the leeches on her face, Allie, you can actually see her mouth moving in that scene. How do you not say, okay, hold your breath for the next five seconds? I know, Literally, all they had to do was hold their breath for a second shot. while they get that stop shot. Stop moving your mouth. Yeah, maybe stop breathing and, you know, looking so fucking alive. <laughs> and every one of them did. The only ones that didn't look alive were the ones that had been burned alive, and they were actually played by skeletons. Yeah, those but, weren't real actors. Those were they just looked good. charred skeletons. So, you want to talk about what else you're into? Oh, Shit. I guess let's do it. What are you into? 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 What are you into? What's all this screaming about? I'm into Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh yeah. And That's I talked to you about this the other day. Starts off in a he's in his trailer, right? Yeah. Uh, Ash is living in a trailer. I he's think living he's in a trailer. At a grocery store. He's or something working like at that. like a. Looks like a fucking Costco or yeah. some something. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody. Didn't he end up selling the Necronomicon to somebody? No, he got high yeah. and was with some chick at his trailer yeah, trying yeah. to impress her. And she liked poetry. And he was like, you like poetry? 
<laughs> you're going to love this. And he pulls out the ne- Necronomicon <laughs> and starts reading from it, invoking, you know, the wrath of the dead. And he knows it is a great evil and terrible book. He has survived I know. Evil Dead He's 1, 2, point. and uh, Army Three of Darkness. Later. And he just gets a little too fucked up one night. And wants to impress a chick. <laughs> and it's good, dude. I mean, like, I don't have to tell our audience, probably anyone that's listening to our show has watched this. Yeah. You know, like Evil Dead fandom. That's, I think that, exp- I think that, like bleeds into more franchises than anything. If you like Friday the 13th, you might not like Halloween, right? Right. But if you like Evil Dead, or if you like one or the other, you probably like Evil Dead. Other than that, I'm reading a lot of stuff. I'm going to pull a mic and say I'm reading a lot of stuff. I just finished, or I'm, I'm on the last few pages of Clash of the Titans, or Slash of the Titans, rather, which is the story of how... Uh, Jason versus Freddy got made or Freddy versus Jason, depending on who you are. It actually is Freddy versus Jason, but um, that's really good. Uh, I just read uh, Rebel Without a Crew by Robert Rodriguez. That is amazing. Oh, that's a good one. If I read you that are when aspi- I was an aspiring filmmaker. I suggest you read it and uh, call your friends before you do it because you're going to call them after and say, will you make a movie with me? Absolutely. Yeah. I've told you this before off mic that 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 was one of those books that I read when I was in my early 20s and wanted to make movies. And when I read that, I was like, it's actually possible. It is possible. You can just grab a camera. You can grab some people and start shooting a movie. I will say that I, you know, Mike and I talked about this a lot last night. We've talked about it a lot over the years. You know, Mike is a film school graduate. He has, as he says, a certificate. I can prove it. And I've worked behind the camera and in front of the camera most my adult life i guess and the one thing we we want to do more than anything is make movies we think it's awesome even if it's just something we put on youtube we just want to create so we write together all the time we do stuff all the time but it can feel really daunting i know you out there listening if you feel that same thing you know that exact feeling of oh i love writing i love to do this but it's so daunting rebel without a crew really kind of pushes to you. I mean, granted, he stepped in a shit mine of gold, but uh, he did it. He didn't know he was going to step in a shit mine of gold. I'm sorry. Is that an expression that people use? Shit mine of gold? shit mine of gold. <laughs> you don't think that's it? Where, where are these shit mines you speak of? You know, I don't mind coining phrases. You want to you give me credit? A shit mine of gold? A shit mine of gold. Not a gold mine of he shit. He stepped a in shit a shit mine, mine of gold. gold. Yeah, because you step in shit, but also it's a mine of gold. A gold a mine, if you will. of gold. Is that... I think I remember hearing a, a news story back in the day, somewhere in like Chile, uh-huh. where one of these shit mines had caved in and the people <laughs> who worked in it were stuck there for days. They had to but, them out. But... Oh my God, when they finally got them out, they were alive, but holy shit, did they smell. <laughs> but it was a shit mine of gold. It's a good story in the end, because in the end, it was a shit mine of gold. A shit mine of gold. Yeah. Uh, but he no, did. I, I got, no, I, I'm sorry. I can't just let us just That's skip right I mean, over again, shit mine I'm, of gold. If Is you, that something you heard somewhere, or did you just make that up today? If you If you want to give me credit for coining your phrase i'm always down to take it i mean like i so when people start saying shit mine of gold we've got it on record that i was the originator uh all right shit but he did you heard it here folks you heard it you heard it here first folks a shit mine of gold he stepped into a shit mine of gold all right um so michael what are you into oh i don't have a whole lot there's uh, usually i've got like one book one 
comic, mm-hmm. uh, one movie, one sitcom or uh, television show rather. The only new thing that I can remember that I'm into recently is uh, there is a show directed by Ben Stiller. I cannot remember the name of the writer, but it stars Adam Scott, and it's called Severance. Mm-hmm. About a guy about who works for this mysterious company. I believe the company is called Lumen, and uh, the whole premise of the show is that he and a few other employees have volunteered to have their memories erased. So when you're at Ooh. work, you have no recollection of your home life or any life outside of the office. And when you're at home, you have no recollection of what you do at the office or any of that. So your memory is erased when you leave the office. It's erased when you enter the office. And those two lives, your work life and your home life, but never the two shall pass because you can't remember home when you're at work and you can't remember work when you're at home. Do you remember home when you're at home and work when you're at work? Like, do you start every day fresh when you come to work? Or do you remember what you did at work yesterday? I think you remember what you did at work yesterday. But again, uh, and not again, I have this first time I've seen this. I've only seen uh, season one, episode one. Oh, okay. Um, it's pretty intriguing premise. It's a little bit slow getting started, but the premise is so intriguing and the acting is good. I love Adam Scott. So I definitely, yeah, I love Adam Scott. He looks old and tired. I don't know if that's just like makeup and stuff they did. Yeah, or the last if it's just couple of movies last... he did, like he had like gray in his beard and stuff. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. We all get older. And the He's last man. couple of years or so have been hard on everybody. I think mm-hmm. I gained more weight and grew more gray hair in the last two I years than I have beautiful. ever. I mean, that, that shirt is the exact amount of time <laughs> that it needs to be. My sleepaway camp to camp rolling hill shirt. <laughs> Again, it said pre-shrunk on the label. Then I washed it and it shrunk. It fits like a glove. <laughs> A glove I bought at Goodwill. It's like a latex <laughs> glove. Absolutely, it does. You got anything else? <laughs> no, that's enough for me. For All right, today. then we need to get to Final Girl. Okay, let's do it. I hear that creepy-ass music that tells us it is time for round three of Final Girl. Maybe this time I'll actually remember to spin the wheel. Oh, spin that wheel. Okay, so round one, mm-hmm. we lost Tully. Round two, we lost Maribel. And we have three players left. Let's find out what happens to our three remaining players. My favorite part of this, because I don't remember the rhymes I wrote, and I can't wait for the rhymes you wrote. (laughs) I struggled this time around, you know, with our writers on their very extended vacation. It's hard for me to write these final rhymes. But we we made it, though. We We made it. We're We're going to get this episode. We're going to make this happen. Um, Okay. Let's spin that wheel. Let's find out what happens. Let's spin it. Hey, I gotta ask real quick. Shoot. When you're at home by yourself, do you make the spinning motion with your hand? Uh, yeah, I actually do. You, it helps me to envision. I've seen you do it twice. Okay. Yeah, I always, I always do, do, you the, do it? the spin. That's nice. I it like doesn't that. work if you don't spin it. Okay, uh, up first we have Ivana. Ivana Live. Ivana Live. Great and name. It looks like you're going to. Ivana, Lucy Goosey Sex Pants, your nickname in high school. Like tiny for tall guys, it's hurtful and not cool. Let them make fun of your need to stay pure. In hell they will burn while your virtue endures. You survived. You survived. <laughs> oh my god. Cool, that's what good. What the fuck was that? That was really good. 
She's I don't really self-righteous. I don't think you read it, read it completely perfectly, but I think you did a pretty good job. That was a good one. I did it as well as I could, that given that I've never seen these cue cards before. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Mrs. I'm sorry, Miss Dave. Dave Smith. <laughs> so Dave's not married. You corrected yourself. Dave, who again, I want to point out at home. Did not submit his name. I wrote these down. He did not submit his name. His name is Ms. Dave. Uh, you corrected it. We do this to everybody. From it doesn't Mrs. matter what name yeah, you I know, give but us. he could still be Mrs. Let's okay. see what happens. Miss Dave Smith. So is it cool if I read one? No, knock yourself out. All right, here we go. Everybody does it. It feels good and it's natural. Stephen tells you as his compass points vaginal. But you slap him away. He's not the good boy you thought. Saving yourself for marriage. Now that's fucking hot. You survive. I don't like that you've walked into my house and slapped the dick out of my mouth. I wrote the rhyme. You come in, you're like, hey, Micah, that was nice, but let me show you how it should be done. (laughs) You made me snort. You made me snort. That's 22 episodes. You made me snort. Do I walk into your house and slap the dick out of your mouth? Do I slap the dick out of your mouth? Do I come into your home with your family and slap the dick out of your mouth? What is that? Is that Vince Vaughn? What is that? I don't know what that's from. I just, a guy I used to work with said that to me once. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was the best thing I'd ever heard. (laughs) Okay. Okay, and finally, round three, we have Nell. Nell Wilde. Oh, Nell. It doesn't look good for you. Ben's party. Oh, Alex, I should ask. Do you want to read this one? (laughs) I don't know. Did I write it? You totally wrote this one. Okay, do you want me to read it? Please, please. I mean, you've already come into my house oh, and slapped the good. dick right. out of my mouth. Okay, here we out go. Out of my mouth. I'll read it, I'll read it. This is kind of interesting for me. I've never read Final Girl Rhyme, so I'm excited. This is what's going to happen. Uh, my brother, Alex Slasher, here is going to fall in love with my part of the show. No. He's going to start dipping his fingers no, in more no, no. and more until he if takes you it out. Read it. And it's no. like that sad part in a movie if you... where they buy out the guy who founded the company because... They own 51 to his 49, and next thing you know, I'm out of the show. It's, it's, you know what? It's just the Alex I'm Slasher out. show. I'm out. You read it. I want you to read it. I'm just riffing, no, I, man. No, if you want, want to read it, read it. it. I'm not trying to step on I've your toes. It. I've closed it. It's closed. It's closed. All right, All right fine. And also, it's not very good. <laughs> wait, that's why you backed out? Yeah, You're like, wait, I remember this. It wasn't this shitty. Good. So if you mess it up, I can blame it on you. All right, fine. Okay, Nell. Let's see what fucking treasure we have ahead of us here. <laughs> okay. Miss Wilds. Ben's party is kicking, but duty still calls. You brought your dog and he needs out of these walls. So you leash him up and go off for a walk. While our killer spies you as a prime for a stock. Off on a trail, lost and alone. Rethinking your choices as you hear the crack of your bones. It was your neck bone. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. I'm sorry, Nell. Rest in peace. I mean, rest in peace. Talk, talk, talk. Check out my age. my God, Angel. Rest in the wind. Rest in the wind. Rest in peace. All right. So, uh, how many? Who, who we got left? We are down to our two final players in this final girl challenge. They are Ivana Liv 
and Miss Dave Smith. This is the most fun I've ever had doing this podcast with you. <laughs> Apparently seeing you is all the difference. All right, guys, uh, we have got our crunchiest kills still coming up. Uh, we want to remind you about uh, some special things we oh, have coming yeah. up. And then that. we will hear what Micah Slasher has picked out for Alex Slasher to watch for our next episode. It's all coming up after the break. Hello, it is I, the owner of Mask Warehouse. I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to all of you, our faithful customers and people of Slasherville, for the recent news of the animosity between me and my competitor, the owner of Killer's Mask Depot. I do apologize, tensions ran hot. But that is not why I come to you today, my fellow Slashervillians. I come to you because of the recent news that there has been some impropriety between me and my competitor. And I would like to take this opportunity to say that I will not be throwing my endorsement behind Mayor Gore Magon. Instead, Based on the news that has come out, the commercials you have heard, I know it will be up to you to believe what you believe. But I have decided to support the Keeper of Souls. I am doing this of my own free will, and I encourage you to do the same on July 7th. Support the Keeper of Souls. He will make the town of Slasherville exactly what it is to be and what will become. Keeper of Souls! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Slashophiles, thanks for sticking around. Uh, we are entering the final segment of the show where we are going to award our crunchiest kill. Alex and myself, we are talking about Sleepaway Camp Part 2. We have talked about some gory scenes. There are many, many gory kills in this movie. Uh, and uh, before the end of the segment, we will play the final round of Final Girl. We will award the crunchiest kill from the film, and I will reveal to Alex the film that he will be watching for our next episode. I gotta say, I'm a little, a little worried about what this is gonna be because between segments here, we talked and you said you kind of wanted to get out of the '80s, but you didn't know if that meant '90s or later. Yeah. or earlier than 80s and when we get earlier than 80s I get a little squeamish with you in particular I'm gonna surprise you this time I'm I don't I don't want to I don't want in any way influence no, what your I, pick I, is gonna be I think I, I've I want got you to pick our, what you my film pick. picked out and I think it is definitely gonna surprise you okay well Sleepaway Camp 2 Unhappy Campers 
this is not Sleepaway Camp 1. And it would be a shame to put those together because I do love the mythology or the mythos or whatever of Angela being this killer that survives on. I'd hate to, to for, you know, to think that it just ended with Sleepaway Camp 1, though that was a great ending. I just don't know that this does it justice. I mean, would you agree? Because I know you like Sleepaway Camp 1, right? Yeah, it was totally unexpected, and the scenes were so ridiculous. Like the very first scene where the uh, <laughs> the boat's headed towards the shore and the family hanging out on the little sailboat or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it was... They, they shot for the stars, and they totally just didn't pull off the execution, and I love that about Sleepaway Camp 1. Yeah. And... One of the most shocking endings of any horror movie. I did not see it coming. No, as a child, watching that ending, I didn't even know what to think. And it was so, you know, the growling when they freeze frame on her. And yeah, yeah. I mean, like that was, you know, that was disturbing to me as a child. I remember going to sleep that night and really thinking about it. And being like, God, that was scary, you know? I mean, she looked kind of like a werewolf or whatever, you know? And she had that kid's severed head in her hand or whatever. I mean, that was, that was a scary movie. This is overly campy. Sleepaway Camp 2 is overly campy. It is, uh, I mean, I understand the motivation of the the antagonist in this. I get it. But do I care? No. I mean, this is a movie, this is just a movie where you're, this is a movie where you're supposed to go in, you're going in just to see people killed, and the kills aren't particularly creative in this. So the, you don't even have that. You you want a slasher movie. That's what you're wanting to go into. So, okay, this is a 80s exploitation slasher film. But then when you get to the kills, they are kind of lackluster. Disagree? Agree? I mean, the kills are... <laughs> How would you describe the kills in this movie? They're... Not procedural, rudimentary. They're, they really didn't put any like real creativeness into the kills. Now, maybe the outhouse scene, yeah, but good. everything seems like it was just kind of a, here's a camp, uh, there's a crazy girl, and mm-hmm. we kill camper number one with a log and hit her in the head. Right. And then we kill camper number two with a drill. Right. And we'll kill camper number three with, you know, other right. than like we, the outhouse. We wrote down a list of weapons. Yeah. And that's what she used to kill him. And for, you know, for, or to give him credit, I guess, yeah. at one point there is a scene in the movie where TC, the head counselor, uh, does read over the microphone a list of missing items. And most of those are things that Angela is going mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. or has used in her killing. So I thought that was clever. Uh, and the kills like, were very by the numbers. You know what I mean? Like it were. wasn't, there was nothing shocking other than that outhouse scene being kind of uncomfortable. Mostly it was just pretty run of the mill kills. In the end, if you want to get to it, uh, it does look like our final girl has died in an altercation with Angela. She kind of falls off a short cliff. She hits her head on a rock. We do, however, see that she comes to life. And then, you know, she had just been knocked unconscious. She makes her way to a road. And Angela, who has killed killed a woman and stolen her truck and wearing her hat, her cowboy hat, uh, is coming down the road. And, but... 
it's not done in a way that we as the audience wouldn't know it's Angela. We absolutely know it's Angela. So the final girl makes it to a road, an old country road, and a truck pulls up on her. She flags them down for uh, help. And we know it's going to be Angela because they're not trying to play any tricks on us as an audience. Angela leans out the window with her cowboy hat and says something like, howdy, partner, or right? I mean, she says something like that. Howdy, partner. And all, you know, grins ear to ear. And then the shot does the very same similar kind of thing that it does at the end of Sleepaway Camp 1. It kind of freeze frames and goes weird and does a weird push in while scary music plays. And then Micah goes, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So what did you think of this? Oh, what's my rating going to be for this Mm. thing? No, no, I just want your thoughts. I mean, the acting is bad, but it's fun to watch. I hate, I hate Angela. Yeah. So much. But you're supposed to, right? You're supposed to hate her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love all the boobs in the movie. I love that girl, that actress who was just like, you know, like, we'll just show my boobs the whole time. I'm glad you found none of the boobs distasteful. No, I thought the boobs were great. And I I, I love how comfortable she looks taking her shirt off. Um, She doesn't give a rat's ass about it. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll take my shirt off for all these things. My parents were cool. I'm not ashamed of my boobs. Here they are. Mm -hmm. Um, The acting... The acting is rough. The kills, like we said, are kind of by the numbers. But it did have a disturbing element. You know, like, I, I do like the scene, the, the one we're actually seeing right now, where we see that she has posed all of the her victims in this fucking old cabin. And I liked that the uh, the outhouse scene was, was actually legitimately uncomfortable. I don't know what it was. I mean, it was silly. The gurgling was actually ridiculous. Uh, but something about that scene kind of bothered me and yeah I, it was I can't bother- put my yeah, finger it, on it it was a little dark so i guess the question i have for you is how many from a scale on a I, scale- I was watching you and i was like he looks in deep thought i wonder why <laughs> and now i realize it was you were trying to think of this this episode's rating system on a scale of one to ten how many belly button cunnilingus scene <laughs> uh scenes would you give this how many how many belly button cunnilingus sessions would you give this one out of ten all right <laughs> how many belly button cunnilinguses would i give this uh movie oh i, I i'm gonna give it let let's say four out of ten okay i'm not gonna argue with you on that i'm not gonna be like what what because i think if you gave it much more than that you're not doing it justice if I had to rate it on a scale of one to ten belly button kind of lingus's, <laughs> I would give it a five. Five, uh, four to five. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. And I think we're being pretty nice to them. I think we're those. being pretty nice. I mean, you could easily easily give this a two or a three, but I'm sure yeah. we'll do some that are so terrible it has to get a two or three. And this isn't that. It's fun to watch. I mean, I had a good time watching it. So that said, I think it's time to award a crunchiest kill. Ooh. Crunchiest kill. In my mind, and I don't think it's the one you I don't think I'm gonna steal yours. I think the crunchiest kill is the burning of the I don't think they're twins, they're sisters. The shit sisters. The shit sisters. You know, it's one thing to screw up your own life. But you also screwed up your sisters. 
be listening to you. <laughs> Say no to drugs. Kind of an off camera, we just see flames licking into the, the frame. And it's, again, a little too dark. It's it's a little too dark. It's terrifying. Angela's fucked up. Angela's fucked up. And yeah. this, I think this is one of those kills where it's like, man, Angela's fucked up. So that gets my crunchiest kill. All right. I think I probably am going to pick the one you already think I'm going to pick, which is the one that made me uncomfortable, the mm-hmm. outhouse scene. Mm-hmm. What's down there? Answer me. Shit. That's right. One of your favorite words. You should have been the first to go. I don't know what it was about that scene that disturbed me so much. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't put my, my finger on it, but it real. made me uncomfortable. It seemed like a real thing. I don't know. I mean, yes, the first, the first kill is just some girl getting hit in the head with a log. Yeah. That's real, I guess. But this seemed like... I don't know. It made me uncomfortable. I'm with you. Is it worth watching for the bad acting and the boobs and the blood? I'd say yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, for a myriad of those reasons, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've made no question that I'm kind of in love with the girl that played Allie. I would watch it just for the boobs. And you also get some kills. And you also get some terrifically bad acting by some young actors. It seems like yeah. like a high school play somebody put on. It does seem like I, it seems like some sort of uh, high school short short film that got expanded to 80 minutes. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a rough watch. Oh, well, here's the rope scene where she can't get out of the ropes, yeah. which are obviously very, very, very loosely tied around her wrist, which yeah. she could slip when, out of no when problem. When Molly is tied up. In the end, uh, in, in in that cabin, that abandoned cabin, they show her hands. She could clearly just <laughs> slip her hands right out of those. So easy. But for some reason, they maintain that tight shot while she struggles to get out of them. That was uh, a poor decision. All right, so let's get to this round of Final Girl. Ooh, it is the final round of Final Girl. It's all been building up to this. And then after Final Girl, we will reveal the next movie. But first, let's play that creepy ass music that tells us we were about to spin the will of death. Let me open the latch. Okay. I gotta crank it first. Yeah, right? I, I get that. I see it. And then it slows huh? to a stop. And then I open the hatch. I pull out the papers. And then I read them. Just. I'm just in awe watching it work. I, I've never seen it in person, so this is pretty amazing to me. Who is up first? Let's see here. It is... Oh, Dave Smith. New player, <laughs> Miss, I'm pretty sure. Miss Dave Smith. Miss Dave Smith, uh, who I think this is uh, a very first time playing Final Girl, so that's cool. Welcome to the fold. We are glad to have you. Wow, well, fantastic. That's cool as hell. Okay, let's find out what happens to Miss Dave Smith. Dave. What can it hurt? A little Captain and Coke. But drinking and driving, that ain't no joke. Dave's a loose cannon, but your friends oh, think he's wait. cool. What's his name? Dave. Yeah, that's a coincidence. Oh! 
That's right. When I wrote that, I just wrote Dave as a joke. Miss so Dave this is, is actually friends with another Dave who's a man? I, I don't... Do you, you could just so, change the name of the rhyme to Mike or something. Okay, okay. Let's try that Sorry, out. Sorry, guys. No, we got to think I mean, of a more creative name than Mike. Let's think well, of a good Dave name. Well, Dave wasn't... Since we're making them suffer, us editing... Well, it has to be one syllable. ...on the show, we've got to think of a better name than Mike. Okay. Uh, I mean, Ted? I mean, it has Ted. to be a one syllable name. Blarg. Okay, let's um, let's go with Blarg. Schwing Schwing. No, that's two syllables. Twarg. Twarg works for me. All right, Twarg it is. Okay, let's start over again. Here Sorry, Ms. Sorry, Dave. Dave. That was just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go, Dave. What was the name again? Swarg. Yes. Or was it Twarg? No, I, no, I, think, I can't actually, I I don't even want to talk about this, but I do believe it was Twarg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whew, got it. Game face. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. Let's go with Twar. I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What can it hurt? A little Captain and Coke. But drinking and driving, that ain't no joke. Twarg's a loose cannon. But your friends think he's cool. Fast forward ten minutes when he's found dead in a pool. But not you, oh no. You pass on the ride. This pleases our killer, and he passes you by. Dave, you survived. You survived, Dave. And uh, wouldn't it have been better had you picked the name Twarg so we could have gone with the original rhyme? Twarg. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. What are the chances? I mean, I know Dave's kind of a common I, I name, mean, but what are the, what are the chances? Yeah, that's never happened before. Ivana. Oh, oh Ivana. Ivana. He got close, real close. The head bone's connected to the neck bone. The neck bone's connected to the breast bone. The breast bone's a sex move you try out with Fred just before a machete slices through your head like a whole grain wheat bread. You are dead. <laughs> I can't wow. You saved the worst one I wrote for the end. <laughs> And I don't think it said slice through your head. You added that, I think. Did I? I feel like you did. Okay. Slices through you. Like How did I see head? I don't know, but you did. The breastbone's a sex move you try out with Fred just before a machete slices through you like whole grain wheat bread. Yeah. I literally uh, hallucinated a <laughs> sentence that said head on it's my okay. phone here. And I was wondering, uh, as I quit singing and started talking, was I supposed to sing the whole thing? No, no, no. You were, you, bones no, you did it exactly right. Neck bone, <laughs> the neck bone's connected to the breast bone. The breast bone's a sex move you try out with Fred just before your machete slices through you like wheat, fucking whole wheat, <laughs> whole grain wheat bread. I think <laughs> maybe the last... No, it didn't really stick to the syllable count. Of the, I, they, the first yeah, two lines. it. it <sighs> All that to say, Ivana, Ivana, live. I will not get your wish. You are dead. You join four other very dead people. Rest in peace. We are so glad you played. And Dave, the beautiful Miss Dave Smith, you are this week's final girl. You survived your dance with Twarg. You will live to fight another day, uh, but your fight is not quite over. Here's what you got to do. Okay, so you entered this game. We played it on the show. Now what you need to do is jump back on that Instagram where you first entered. 
All you have to do is go to the Slasher I Hardly Know or Instagram page. Send us a direct message that says, hey, I listened to the show. I miss Dave Smith. I survived. I am this episode's final girl. And we will send you the mystery prizes. So, yeah, hop on Instagram, direct messages, and uh, let us know you're the winner. Yeah, absolutely. And also, as long as you're listening here, because you must like us, uh, you made it this far into the episode. And if you're a long-time listener, this will be great. I don't know... Oh, oops, my phone went off. Sorry, guys. Uh, That's I don't, totally unprofessional. I don't know where we all... I thought I put it on Don't Disturb, but whatever. Uh, I don't know uh, where you guys are in the country, but I do know that in August, Micah and Alex, the Slasher Brothers, will be in Oklahoma City for the Oklahoma City Horror Convention that's happening there. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are uh, trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do. We might sell some stuff. We are definitely going to do a photo op, not with us, but something that will be very cool for But if you, you want to get a photo op, I mean, we, we, we would be absolutely I mean, honored. You know. I mean, I know Alex is hard to look at. He's not exactly it's easy not on the eyes, the but easiest. still, if you like the show, you're going to want a picture with him. Yeah, and we'll just be giving out stickers and doing what we do and just kind of getting the word out about our, our, our horror podcast. But we'd love it if anybody that has actually listened to us <laughs> stopped by and said, I've listened to you, because kind of our goal there is to get the word out. So it'd be amazing if someone who was going to that would stop by our booth and say, I actually have heard your show. Here's what I would change. Uh, all right. So the last thing we have left to do, of course, is find out what movie, what piece of crap or glorious, glorious addition to the show you're going to make me watch for the next episode. Okay. Let's see what you know. I'm going to give you a little guessing game. Great. So you know what this means? He said, let's see what you know. That means this came from 1970-something. <laughs> no. In 19... 19- 19 mm-hmm. actually uh there was a uh, are you gonna make me watch them from black 19 horror film meet no i'm just kidding uh this is from much later you were probably in your teens when this movie came out oh, okay we're uh, going 90s yeah okay mid to late teens uh it is directed by one toby hooper okay it also stars robert england okay it came out in 1995 is it New Nightmare? Did Toby No, Toby Hooper didn't direct that. Wes Craven. Yeah, that's Wes Craven. That. Uh, this is a different one. 95, Toby Hooper, Robert England. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to the show, if I could tell you the face that he is making well, right now. Robert England is in absolute... so many things. He plays little tiny bit parts. Uh, he plays big parts. I can't think of what he's he He's really racking his brain. If I, the if I could Toby explain Hooper, to you the face that he's making... Directed. Uh, it is a, he's perplexed. He's okay, I don't know. Through what do you got? His I mean, I could Google it real quick. Encyclopedia of Scary Should movies. I Google it? He's trying to figure it out. No, I'm going to tell you. I can't it get It is that. A, a little movie called The Mangler. I picked it because I remembered The Mangler and I remembered the previews and I thought it was cool that Robert England was in it. But what I didn't remember uh, was that it's a Toby Hooper. He Toby directed Hooper directed that? Yeah. I am excited about this. I am excited about this. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, fantastic. Well, you guys heard it. If you want to uh, get in on this with us, run out, watch The Mangler. In two weeks, we're going to talk about it. I'm excited about this one, Micah. Hell yeah! Yeah, hell yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Slasher I Hardly Know Her. Again, I want to remind you, we do have a website now. You can go to get slashed. Actually, get Micah, slashed. You, well, yeah, you do it. You do get it. Get slashed! <laughs> 
No, get no. Slashed. Okay, getslashed.com. It's uh, spelled get exactly slashed. as if you would say getslashed.com. Get slashed with an get ED. Slashed. There you go. That's how he's been saying it on the phone with me for about a month. <laughs> but we finally do. We're, it, it's a website under construction. By the time you guys hear this, hopefully it'll be in some sort of order. But you guys can listen to us on anywhere anywhere you get your podcast. Obviously, you understand that because you're listening now. What we would really like you to do is a, a call to action for you. We'd love it if you you know liked us. We'd love it if you subscribed to us. That's fantastic. Tell your friends about us. Surely you have friends that enjoy horror. Tell your mom about horror, us. And uh, you can tell your tell mom your about us. You probably won't us. subscribe to us. But that's tell your how this tell your show meemaw. is going to grow. The way this show is going to grow is you tell your meemaw, you tell your peepaw, and you tell your best friend who likes horror, hey, check this podcast out. That's how it's going to grow. So we would love it if you guys would just tell a friend. Share it on social media. But really, literally, next time you're at lunch or whatever watching a horror movie, I listen to these guys. I kind of like them. You should give them a chance. That would be amazing. We would love it. And we would love to see you back here in two weeks. We're going to watch The Mangler. And tell somebody to listen to our show that you don't like. Sabotage them. Like, if you think it's a show they'll hate, if it's some guy you work with, you're like, (laughs) you know what? I work with this guy, Greg, and he would hate this show. So I'm going to tell him it's excellent. Ruin his day. Send him to a show he won't like. <laughs> you know, it's an odd, uh, odd marketing approach, but I will take it. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you. Wait, in... wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. Alex, this is <laughs> I, the part I of the show. I keep trying the show, but... This is the part of the show uh, where we play that bittersweet music like at the end oh, of right. Pee-wee's We've, Playhouse. I did forget to talk about how much I love you. And we talk about how much we love each other. I do love you. We and, tell the and, listeners and, that we love them and how much we appreciate them listening to the show. Uh-huh. And, and we welcome them to the fold, and we, we remind them that we are all a big, happy, fucked-up slasher uh-huh. family. We are. And then you and I... Mutant life, baby. Mutant fam. We we profess our undying love for each other. Well, we do have an undying love. I mean, that you you are the absolute uh, brother. You're the apple of my mother. eye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't You're know the cat's the meow, your kid. Eye, You're but, the bee's knees. Uh, I don't know how I could have ever had a podcast with another person that uh, I would enjoy having a <laughs> podcast with more than you. Oh, you're actually getting kind of sweet. That actually, uh, you're kind of making me get the feel. Well, feels, actually, dude. I'm Slow not getting down. so sweet as I am just very literal. I just don't I think it could happen. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of fun, isn't it? It is fun, and it's been very fun to be able to do this podcast looking you in the eye. Yeah, right? yeah I kind of like been this. pretty cool. I kind of like this. Yeah, this is not bad. You should move to my town. You should move to my town. I've lived in your town. I'm never coming back. It's a great town. It's a fine town. I'd live in other towns, though. Here's what I think we should do. Okay. We should, you know, we're... we're maybe we'll love Oklahoma City. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe it's going to be there. the greatest city ever. I, you know, I don't spend much time there. I've been yeah. there before, actually. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't spent much time there. But maybe in 20, they, 25 years... I hear they call years, it the Oklahoma KC. I yeah. hear they call it the uh, Oklahoma <laughs> City. Uh, I hear they stay call tuned it... For more bullshit. For I hear they now. call it the OK City. The OK Corral. <laughs> uh, I like to think of us... I actually do us, like Oklahoma City. I've been there before many times. It's, I imagine us in like 20 to 25 years when we're retiring from our jobs, settling into some, I don't know, goofy, beachy retirement town and just, you know, sitting on our porch playing bridge, having cocktails. That's that's what I want for my 60s. Oh, you know how much bridge. I would love that? To just have you right like next door to me and just like walk over and be like, hey, you want to go walk around and say dumb stuff to people? I mean, 
That sounds great, but playing bridge, you know as well as I do, we'll be sitting around playing this podcast. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks, folks. What if we could be 80 and still doing this? Who wouldn't love listening no, to 80-year-olds talk I about don't scary movies? I want to listen to this now, so I'm not going to want to listen to it when I'm 80. All right. So the show's over. Yeah. Need to say goodbye or anything, or is it done? We said goodbye. We love you, listeners. Thanks for coming on this on this ride with us. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>